Hi, this is Michael Waits, and welcome back to Insurance for the New Possible, a Chubb Conversation. Today, we have Gabriel Lazaro, the head of digital business for Chubb's International Markets, and George Kesselman, the founder and president of InsurTech Asia Association. Before we jump into the main part of this conversation, let's get a quick self-introduction, and let's start with you, Gabriel. Uh, thank you, Michael. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you, George, for, for being here as well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I was uh, born and raised in Spain. Um, I'm a social psychologist, uh, believe it or not, <laughs> but then I moved into the tech sector when I was young, and the pre, it's at the beginning of the internet era, then moved into the mobile space, moved to, to Germany, part of the rocket internet family, and after that, uh, I changed insurance. And I joined Chab eight years ago as a head of digital for Latin America based in the beautiful Miami. Oh, wow. And I was uh, having this role and, and setting up the, the team from scratch, uh, unbelievable journey. And I think three years ago, I was uh, expanding my responsibilities as a head of digital businesses for the international markets overseeing Latin America, Europe, and Asia Pacific. And I moved uh, two years ago to the beautiful Singapore, so to where we are right now. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my, 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 my goal and my responsibilities to really drive uh, distribution through, through partners and ecosystems digitally. And yeah, I think it's uh, been a journey and, and happy to share it with you and George learnings and, and where we are and, and, and talking beyond digital partnerships as well. Beautiful. George? Thank you very much uh, and pleasure to be back uh, on the on the podcast. I think uh, we I remember doing one episode a couple, of, I think it felt like it was two years back. but it could it be 10 years ago. could be uh, because uh, the COVID years was a little bit all of a blur. Uh, but uh, I, I run InsurTech uh, Asia Association. I've been in Asia now for coming up to 16 years. Wow. Uh, times really flies and first half of it was uh, working in, across insurance uh, industry, live general insurance across countries and then the last half of that uh, period have been in the insurtech ecosystem right from the very early days of the insurtech when it first started uh, to helping the ecosystem, talking to all the different players and and participants uh, and helping to facilitate the development of the ecosystem. Uh, during COVID, uh, I had a very interesting stint with uh, Jong-Ang uh, technology as well. So that uh, kind of gave me a little bit of an interesting perspective into unicorn world. <laughs> and right before that, I was uh, I, I tried my hand at even my own early stage startup. So I kind of, I think, cover it probably the full end of the spectrum from the ecosystem to corporate to, to unicorns. Well, that's great because that means nobody's better positioned to have this conversation today than you are. (laughs) Let's do this. There have been a substantial number of conversations, as we know, and discussions around insurance companies digitalizing, going through digital transformation, and creating partnerships, as you mentioned, right, with digital platform companies in the ride-sharing space and in the e-commerce space. And these have been quite successful, right? And Gabriel, I'd like to ask you to talk a bit about how Chubb has cracked the code for these digital partnerships and why they've been so successful, and then maybe give us a couple of examples in Asia, if you can. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. So we have been very laser-focused about our mission. We started uh, eight years ago, and and the vision was clear. Um, every company is going to become a, a financial company, a fintech, at yeah. the end, supported by technology. 
and, and after that, insurance is an extra mile. Um, so that was, um, I remember when we were starting to define our strategy and we were thinking, geez, I would like to partner with companies like uh, uh, Amazon, right? right? Or I would like to partner with companies like Uber. Right. Uh, so what do we need to develop to be successful? Uh, CHAP is an underwriting company. Uh, we do insurance products for living and we have presence in 54 countries and territories. Oh. And so that was, uh, and we, we, we develop uh, strong partnerships and sustainable businesses with our partners on the offline world, right? So if you combine the market that, that was moving into that direction um, together with what, what, what we know how to do well, then we amplify those capabilities with new ones. So we start thinking about technology and we develop Chap Studio. Studio. Yeah, right. that is our backbone. Uh, basically, is uh, what make uh, working with those platforms easy for the developers of our partners. Uh, we have a cloud-enabled platform that right now move like a billion API calls yearly just to give you a size of, the, of what we are doing. We operate in a, at a global scale. Uh, it's the same platform from US, Latin America, uh, EMEA, and Asia-Pacific, what give us economies of scale and all the, you know, all the, all the, all the possibilities and, uh, and capabilities that that give us. That's one component. Other component is, um, is that um, we really uh, like to understand what are the uh, insurance pain points or pro strategic problems that our partners want to solve and insurance can be something that really resonate with their strategies and, and really reducing the, 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 the protection risk that those uh, customers has and how can we enable that. Um, in these eight years, I think we, we have uh, more than 200 partners worldwide wow. an addressable market through those partners, around 400 million uh, people that we that they see uh, CHAP insurance uh, behind the scenes. Um, but it has been a, a roller coaster of <laughs> a lot of, uh, of failures, right? Of as Rafael Nadal, the other Spaniard, uh, famous tennis player, a lot of learnings, right? Yeah. And those learnings uh, give us um, at a global scale, there's a company that we are a, a lot of insights. And, and when we are talking with, with other innovators, as I would like to call our partners, really, uh, they don't need to reinvent the wheel when they would like to be uh, serious about insurance. So we have the people, we have the tech, we have the expertise. Uh, I think we have uh, many of the assets, but we are still learning. We are humble. We, are, we, we know that we, we know what we have. And we know that this is uh, every day we, 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 we are humble and we listen our partners to make and reinvent insurance and improve every, every day to make insurance proposition better and better in our partners' uh, platforms and ecosystems. I'm amazed at the number of API calls that go through the Chubb Studio platform. That's actually really fascinating. Can we get one or two examples, or maybe just one example of a company in Asia with whom you've partnered, even if you talk about them in general terms and how that's worked? Yeah, we have plenty, right? We have from 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 uh, e-commerce. We have we are playing with with fintech, right? I would like to have uh, two. I think just two, just for the reference in Asia. One is one is Grab, right? Quite well known. Uh, it's the super app presence in six markets, if I'm not 
mistaken with like millions of of you know not only the the passengers also you know the drivers, drivers and the entire well. ecosystems they have a financial arm and we have been the preferred partners with them uh, we are selling i think if hundreds of thousands of of policies through services like the right cover quite fam famous and popular right but it's beyond that we have travel and other service another fintech that i would like to highlight in asia is for example gcash in right. philippines unbelievable story right. right they are they are from 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 nothing i think they have access to more than 70 million filipinos right in a country with 100 million people that's exactly. pretty amazing unbelievable right so we are very proud to, to and, and also humble to to working with them we are the only player that partnered with them on the embedded space and i just was in philippines last week with uh, and it was a great company you know great energy and i'm very proud and, and, and humble to, to partner with them in, and yeah, helping this journey. And we were super happy to have actually both of them on the show, Grab and Gcash at different times. So pretty incredible stories. George, I want to come to you for a second, because while there was this massive opportunity through digital transformation and working with online platforms, like you said, like Grab, like Gcash, other e-commerce companies and other fintechs, there seems to be another massive opportunity that a lot of companies have missed up until now. Right, and that is to create offline solutions as well. Maybe you can define for us what digital means first, and then we can talk about some of these um, some of these solutions. No, I think that's a really good point, and I think this is where the journey of the insure tech and the digital insurance is is taking us. So in, in the beginning, I think everybody was excited about the disruption and kind of something that's completely new and you know new new space, I call right. it, um, and. Uh, what they call it, digital, omnichannel, I think I call it, some call it bionic. <laughs> bionic. Uh, so there's a whole spectrum of, of terms that are being used around that. But I think it's now the big realization is that there needs to be a combination of online and offline elements to really make it very, very powerful. Right. Um, and this uh, digital partnerships, I think, is a prime example of it. Uh, for example, what I, what I understand from Grab, uh, and I, I've kind of seen it from slightly different angle being at Jongang. So Jongang was also an investor in, in Grab uh, Insurance. So I kind of saw it from a, also a complementary angle uh, is that there was this uh, tremendous success on the completely digital front. Right. But then there was this uh, all desire to say, how do we extend it into more because the digital, digital stuff is really quite small, embedded, integrated, very seamless. But it also means that it's uh, micro size and it kind of limits the, the real true potential for, for types of protection products that can be, can be done through that. But also, if you think about it, if you're getting out of a grab or getting out of some digitally enhanced um, driving partner, ride sharing partner, you're going somewhere. And essentially, you're going to some physical location. Absolutely. So what happens there? No, that's, that's exactly the, the spot-on uh, observation. And I think the, the digital universe right now, <clears throat> if we look at it, is probably limited to maybe we call it 10% of the economy, 15% of the economy. Right. And, and it's, it's growing, and I think it's, it is going to be a very substantial part of it. But what about the 85%, 90%? That's of, left over. That's, that's still there. Right? Right. And that, you know, Rightly, so up to this point, I think all the experimentation and everything was very much focused on the digital space because there was so much uh, potential innovation that can be invented from the ground up. But now that the space is 
maturing now i think the the focus is shifting to say how do we take the learnings from this purely digital and and blend it together with the bigger much bigger opportunity the nine times uh opportunity that exists uh in the digital in the physical world so i think it's this is kind of where the digital or whatever you want to call it uh, opportunity exists. And I think this is where we will see the tremendous amount of innovation going forward. So I want to match the sort of traditional distribution methodology for insurance with this new digital and the stuff you've been talking about, omnichannel, bionic, however you want to describe it. Maybe you can give an example of some conversations you've had recently around bank assurance, a very traditional way to distribute insurance, but then how that benefits from digital. Absolutely. Um, and I think the bank assurance is a prime example of it because you kind of have this combination of forces again that is happening where it, it used to be all 100% uh, on, offline, right. where people used to sit in the branches and used to get referrals from a teller. <laughs> and all of a sudden, that world is kind of being turned upside down. It's flipping upside down, right? Exactly. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have the, the fintechs, which is coming in with purely digital propositions. And they're also kind of realizing that the you know, ends of the spectrum are there, but e- each one of them is kind of limited in terms of the future potential for it. So it's really right. about combining the learnings from one to another. Um, and what we realize in a digital, like in a bionic or in a uh, digital world, uh, is basically combining the best of the both worlds in the way that you take uh, the experience of having the trust person in the, in the picture might not need to be sitting in the branch and, and f- filling out the, the actual documents, which was the kind of the legacy way of doing it. But it is really combining the data from digital, the experience, the simplicity and automation together with the elements of trust that the physical interaction brings together with it in an offline way as well. Yep. Go ahead. And I, I think maybe the other point to kind of note is that the offline in the traditional way is kind of us sitting. This is, I guess, considered to be offline. I think the offline in the future, it, it might not be in the same way. I think that just means that there is a person in the picture. Right. Whether it's through Zoom, whether this is uh, through online chat, but it's that kind of an element of combining a person or interaction right. together with a purely like a digital transaction that's going through. Do you want to comment on these digital experiences as well? No, I think George says it's spot on. <laughs> like, uh, we, we live in this blended reality. This hybrid reality, right? We live in a hybrid reality and, and there are several factors that help to that and this to no extent, right? But, but um, I think there has been some catalysts about that. So first of all, I think there was a journey to, to digitize and embed it. Chap, right. we have sold m- more than half a billion policies, right? Yes, digitally, just to give you a size of... of, of Say that again? More than half a billion policies digitally, right? Uh, so if, if, you, if you look back, right, from the last uh, three years. And, and uh, so that, that was the beginning of, do we crack the code? We said before that, it was, it was to validate the concept that was possible. Yeah, it's possible, but George well said that it's usually a small tickets. Very simple products, right? So th- right? Something that, especially in Latin America and Southeast Asia, that means it needs to be very easy to understand. But so it proves the idea that people are very comfortable dealing digitally. They are very comfortable. Right? Digitally. Sorry, go ahead. No, digitally. And then it's, 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 it's great user experience, right? You, 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 you understand what you're going to get in one, one, one click you purchase that. Right. That's great. And then obviously parametric experience, then you don't even file to, to the claim. So that's great. We, we did that. 
But I think yours is completely on point. Then how can we move to the next level? Right. And still, you know, in, in, in Asia, one every three uh, customers that are purchasing insurance uh, uh, for the first time now is digitally, according to the report that we just did, right? One out of three, right? That's right. Right. But there are two, no, two, that means that there are two thirds that are offline. <laughs> right, they still aren't doing it that and, way. And that offline, I think, is, is about em- empowering humans, right? And think about AI and what you know, Microsoft is doing with copilots. I think that's that's kind of the, the, the one of the angles of, of moving forward. Um, and, and we are we are investing heavily in that space, right? In order to to really enable Chap Studio as a platform that will help our agents or agents and brokers of the bank assurance uh, a space to really uh, be much more efficient. To, to really, you know, uh, empower those those individuals with technology that at the end make the user experience better for for the end user, and the other way around, right? So we we uh, you touch on that, George. So after after selling those those millions of policies with our partners, there is uh, YouTube analytics and data, and and we have the data. We that's that's how we're living together with our partners. Can we segment and understand if there are gaps? In the um, in the in the protection that those customers have, and there is an angle when you are looking for much more complex products, it's, it's hard that you you are going to purchase that one hundred percent online, right? right? Human at the right time with the right with the, at the right moment. If you talk with someone, you know you solve some doubts, and it's is much more powerful, and at the end, it's better for the end user, right? So we are more and more. We are we are focused on this blended reality, digital reality, right? We are investing on that. We have cases across all regions, and and that's one of the strategic angles that we are going to invest. I want you to talk about why it's so important for on the sales side for this hybrid experience and how it makes the salespeople and just the distribution side of it more efficient. I think that's a that's an interesting point. Uh, so it, it is about. In introducing efficiencies, increasing professionalism. I, I think we're, again, we're kind of looking at it maybe in, in a bit of a narrow way. In the way that I think about it, it's much broader. Like we, we used to talk about digital world, we talk about the offline world. Separately. Separately. Right. And I think right now what we're going to see is that it is going to be completely blended together and we don't need to, maybe we don't even need to have a term digital or, or some special term with it. It's just going to be the reality. It's the same way as you go to Japan and you ask for Japanese food. Right. They'll just say it's food, it's right? Food, right. <laughs> right. Okay. right. So instead of having these two intersecting circles, you're just going to have this merging of those two circles, right? Uh, totally. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think that that's, that's going to be the superpowers that, that we need to enable, right? And I think that, and that's going to be, if you, if you think about, you know, bank assurance, retail, right. whatever you think, right? Airlines, whatever you think, it's it's a blend reality. You are jumping in and out from a mobile app to the reality, back and forward. Think about companies like Amazon or like whatever, right? It's on on life and it's and it's one experience, right? It's yeah. the experience what is important. Is 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 everything that is focused on the customer and how can we do this thing right? right. And it doesn't matter if it's on and offline. We no. have cases in Latin America with other large fintechs, right? That our best MPS. Everything is offline. It's people, right? Yeah. Someone happened to you. Um, you have an accident, or someone you love who died. Geez, in that time, maybe you don't want to talk to someone with empathy. Say sorry for your loss. Right. What can I do for you? Right. There's chap to help you. Right. Um, so, so we we really think about this blended reality and 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 bringing the best of the two worlds. 
And so we are committed in, in helping partners that are with the same mindset to, to build this, this journey together that I think is just the beginning, honestly. I agree. And if you think about your normal life experience, before a phone call was just me calling you. And hard to share that experience with somebody offline with you unless they got on another line, like in another room. But now you have your phone. And this is a, this is a very good example, I think, of a digital experience. You want your kids to be on the phone with you to talk to grandma. Right, so you're talking in person with your family in person, and grandma's in Spain. Yeah, right. It's the same thing I think in business. Those two things over overlap now. Absolutely. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about another potential opportunity in physical retail, and maybe you want to start running through what that looks like and what that feels like as well, and how it's different from just embedded into e-commerce alone, but that digital experience for offline retail. Yeah, so I think it's a, a area of tremendous opportunity, and uh, what we'll see is that combining in this experiences uh, together with you know elements of uh, automation, elements of digital, really seamlessly create this opportunity. So what we see, for example. Uh, What's happening is somebody looks at the video on TikTok. They they recognize that you know there's a very interesting insight that that's happening there. They might uh, see a QR code. They might scan it. They might start to to have that journey on on their mobile. They might go to the store. They might experience the product there, and then might complete it right afterwards. So blending this kind of experiences, I think, becomes very, very seamless. And some of it, like what, what Gabriel was saying earlier, is that it, it is not uh, something that is uh, really designed as a playbook, right? There is no solution there that we can copy from another place. No. This is this is really the true innovation that, that's going to happen in the next five years. So there is going to be a lot of trial. There's going to be a lot of failing, there's going to be a lot of learning that's coming out of it. But the speed is really tremendous. And I think because the opportunity is so huge, there is going to be a lot of uh, resources invested in it. Um, and having that foundation right now that, for example, Chubb have been over, built over a couple, couple of years in the past, having the team and, and capabilities and the products that can be flexibly embedded. I think this is really, really cool enablers that can really accelerate all this innovation. So there is going to be probably players that will, in the retail space, on the financial space, they're going to sit by their side and say, okay, let us wait and see until the solution becomes very apparent. But I think that's going to be kind of the train is going to already leave in the train station. It's already left the yeah. station. Do you want to talk about this as well? The, this is massive opportunity in offline retail. And I also really curious about this. You build this platform, right? Chubb studio. And the original idea, as you say, is to say, how can we be digitally connected to all of these platforms? And yet once you have the platform, you can then take a step back and think, wait a second, we can also plug offline into this and give them all the benefits of that, even if their business itself isn't online. Talk to me about how that works. Oh, uh it is absolutely that was the journey. And first of all, George, thank you. You're very kind about about Chabra. I appreciate <laughs> that, right? Um, no, that's that's exactly our journey. Uh, Michael, um, when when we started again the journey uh, eight years ago, we our mission and our vision was to build a digital business. And and in order to do that was building a platform that will be 
top in terms of, of capabilities to be able to digest and partner with these uh, unbelievable companies that are dominating the you know the economy, right? right. Uh, and, and we need to have something that is secure, scale, uptime, you name it, all those capabilities. But then what happened is that uh, having conversation with partners beyond our ecosystem, and, and we are brothers and sisters of our colleagues around CHAP, right? the bank was coming or the retailer was coming, said, geez, I have this capability of doing X, Y, C, it's an extra, it's not much effort to create that for agents in a, in a point of sale right. or when they have uh, those capabilities and bring to the other side. But also happen is the other way around. Oh, tell me. The other way around is that, okay, we build those fantastic and to end and better capabilities, but geez, in the other side of the house, we have great call center capabilities. Right. It's unbelievable in countries like Thailand. Like, like like South Korea, just to name a few, right? And in right. Europe and Latin America is the same, right? And those are capabilities that that with the right analytics uh, and the right experience, the right products and the right partners, we can complement what we have been doing, at least on my area of just purely embedded digital and expand that and provide better products, better services, and you know, and better solutions to our partners. So it's kind of, you say, Michael, it's just to... Or, or you, George, right? To tend to to bring everything together. There's no division, I think, in the near future between digital and physical. I think we live in this hybrid. Right. I don't know. We need to find a, a good term at the end. Maybe it's not us, right? Someone needs to define it. Well, I always used to say when the virtual reality glasses came out, at some point, it's not going to be like Japanese food. It's not going to be virtual reality. It's just going to be new reality. Reality. <laughs> it's just going to be reality. Go ahead. Hello? Okay, so the other thing I want to ask about, oh, you want to say Maybe, something? Yeah, Please. I'll just add uh, one more point. Please. Uh, so w- when, again, we think about this retail space and the examples of where Please. where that kind of a future uh, is happening already, I think uh, India is one of the very interesting examples because uh, they've taken a very unique approach to developing the market. And I think we have, again, a little bit of an insight what's coming around the corner. So if you look at the the players like Digit, if you look at the players yeah. like uh, Zopper is another good example there. They've started probably, again, kind of with the hypothesis, it's all going to be fully digital. But I think very, very quickly they realized that there needs to be very heavy offline elements. Right. So what you saw is that uh, they have the, for example, for car distribution uh, platforms or car distribution businesses, they have uh, agents who are there together with all the digital tools at the point of sale of the car, able to quickly pick up and, and make it a seamless experience for the customer. So you don't need to fill, refill up all the forms and kind of resubmit everything. It just becomes part of the expe- overall experience and I think for from the Zopra guys the, the time that I spent with them in India as well they were saying something very similar so they're they're focusing on the health uh, propositions and again this kind of an offline element was very important they started with the embedded uh, warranty space right. and I kind of realized that that plateaus fairly you know at some point very uh, in the journey in the growth and then they they really invested very, very heavily offline as well to say, how do we have this distribution, especially in the rural places in India where people have digital assets, but really maybe this is the first time that they're interacting with insurance. If it's a simple embedded product, yes, you know, people are okay to do it together with the product. But when you're talking about, you know, high end protection, life insurance, or you're talking about, you know, more complicated, even general insurance products, people need to have that 
extra level of trust that I think comes with it. And that's, I think, where the retail is a very interesting place because you have access to a lot of customers. You, you know, Amazon definitely does a lot of retail sure. digitally, but there's still a tremendous amount of retail that's happening in the physical world as well. Right. I mean, look, the canary in the coal mine is that even companies that started completely digital, and even Amazon's a great example of this, said, we're going to open physical stores. Because as long as humans remain physical... There has to be a, fish, a physical aspect to it, please. Uh, and and to- totally, George. And I would like to, to highlight the, the, the claims and services component. Right? Please. I think that's, that's very important to not be uh, orthodox in terms of this is uh, a digital or physical. Right. I think the great and the best experience that, that, that we are developing with our partners are those blended reality, depending on the product, depending on of, of the moment of the journey, right, to really having someone. That is step up. I think we already have experience beyond insurance, right? That 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 we that we, we think could be better. And and if you think something that went wrong in your life, it recently maybe maybe having a human in, in certain point of time it makes the difference. So that that's our commitment when we develop products with our partners to really make sure that we provide the best experience on the claims and the serious period, right? I want to cover one more topic and then I'll let you both go. And you brought this up. I want to get this number right. A half a billion API calls. Uh, we have sold more than half a billion, half a billion policies, policies digitally. And digitally, right. right? So the fact that you've done that means you've also gathered data around all of those sales, right? What is the edge that the data analysis gives you in developing new products, developing new distrib- distribution channels, and understanding better how digital works? So we have a lot of data, but at the end, I think what is most important, Michael, is what our partners understand their customers. And, and that's the key. Uh, we are, at the end, we are the, insur- the insurance enabled for, for those partners, right? right? So if they really care about their customers, they really understand what are the pain points that they have, then we can sit down and with the data and experience that we have, we can develop those experiences that can delight the customers, not only in the selling part, but on the, on the, on the servicing and the claims, right? So, so for us, it's very important to find partners that share that vision and that mission. And if they know truly their customers and understand where the pain points, then uh, at Chab, I think we have assets and expertise uh, globally that can help them across this journey. And, and it means we are maybe don't have it right at the beginning, believe me. So that's a journey. It requires a 99% transpiration. But I think that if someone is in that journey, they fully understand that is is how the things work right now nowadays, right? right? So I think that's uh, I will I will I will reply to the answer with that, that thought. I think for when it comes to data, and I think it's not just uh, Chubb, but I think the whole insurance industry is still in the relatively early days of taking advantage of that data. Uh, I think the the data that's coming in right now is very different from what the insurers have traditionally been looking at. So it's the metadata, it's all the auxiliary kind of growing universe of data. Um, and uh, we, I, I see that insurers probably not yet utilizing it to the full extent. I think that capability is starting to be introduced, uh, but it's not yet to a point where it's guiding product development, for example, or guiding you know pricing to a large degree. I, I think there's already kind of glimpses of the possible, but I don't think this is to a point where it has really propagated down to a point where it's really kind of 
part of the DNA of the insurance. And then I had this really funny conversation with one of the insurance CEOs, and he said, yeah, we have a lot of data. And I said, oh, okay, tell me what kind of data you have, phone numbers, we have addresses. So I think even kind of to that point, the semantics of data is is what we we haven't defined. And I think as Chubb, you know, with the API calls, uh, you know, a billion API calls, billions of uh, policies are probably sold in next next years, you will get a lot more data. And then having that data kind of feedback and really understanding why did this person buy this policy? Why did this person didn't buy their policy? Why did they claim uh, at, the, at that point? I think this is something that's going to really change some of the DNA of the insurance. And I think that's going to feedback and that beyond, beyond the digital part of it as well. Absolutely. Okay, you've both been amazing. Gabriel Lazar, the head of digital business for Chubb's International Markets, and George Kesselman, the founder and president of InsurTech Asia Association. That was fabulous. Thank, Thank you, you both very much. Thank you, George. Thank you, Michael. Thank Pleasure. you. It's been fun.